Well, welcome back, all of you Ugnots and Jawas, to another episode of Mando Talk. I am your host, Caleb Keller, and joined alongside me on this fine, lovely, beautiful evening is my brother, Jacob Keller. What's up? It is I. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we have a ton to get to on this week's episode. We've got a couple of Star Wars things going on this mm-hmm. week. Some Star Wars news. We've got we've got to catch back up. So we're continuing our Mandalorian season one rewatch oh, yeah. series. And we've got we took, two episodes to cover. Yeah, we took one week off because we specifically focused on reviewing, uh, reacting to the Mandalorian season two trailer. So we are going to focus on getting caught back up. So we've got two incredible chapters. Personally, Chapter 4, Sanctuary, is honestly one of my favorites. Yeah, And I feel favorites. like it is very much underrated. Yeah, you did say that earlier. But we will talk more about that later. So we're going to talk about Chapter 4, Sanctuary. But we are also going to talk about Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. Don't like this one as much as Chapter 4. It's a good entry in the season. Mm-hmm. I do think there are some cons to it, and we might have some time to talk about that yeah. maybe later. If I remember to talk about cons, I usually don't like to get negative, though, unless I'm in a negative mood. <laughs> right. But I, I don't know if I feel negative tonight. I, I think I'm I'm feeling positive vibes only. Yeah. But we'll see. Same here. It might change. You know, you might say something that's like, geez, this guy. And then I'm, I'm <laughs> just going to... Go down that rabbit hole. Right. (laughs) All right. I might slip up and say something that makes him a negative Nelly. Yeah. Yeah, it tends to happen sometimes. (laughs) You know, brothers, you know, we bump heads. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we hit each other with (laughs) lightsabers all the time. We used to, yeah. Listen, man, have you ever, and those of you probably listening can understand this feeling, there is no pain like lightsaber dueling with your brother or sister yeah and getting hit in the <laughs> knuckles while you're holding the oh, handle oh no no that's one of the There's worst feelings like especially as a kid oh my goodness i'll never forget that pain man <laughs> mm-hmm. and you would do it to me all the time <laughs> like every time we would do it i think you would do it on purpose just because i was a crybaby let's be honest i cried okay. a lot <laughs> You're getting to know the Keller brothers a little bit. (laughs) I think I remember that. I think uh, that's uh, a little accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, all I know is we destroyed those lightsabers on each other's hands. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we had, so it was Qui-Gon's handle, right? It was Qui-Gon's handle. All of them were Qui-Gon's handle. Right, but then all of the colors were different. We had blue, red, and green. We had a red? We did at oh, one yeah, point. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. It didn't last long because, you know, <laughs> you being evil, using that on my knuckles, it ended up breaking in half. Whenever we would use that one, that's when we went full-on rage mode. <laughs> <laughs> we just bounced off each other's beds. and <laughs> Man, I wish we had had Revenge of the Sith while we were at that age so we could reenact the high ground scene hmm. and you stand on the bunk bed and not try to jump all the way up there. Didn't we, though? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I I don't remember doing it, though. I feel like that had been pretty epic. (laughs) (laughs) No, that really, all of that really 
brought on a flashback. Yeah, I can it just did. remember being in the backyard and beating each other <laughs> up. Listen, we could have an entire episode focused on Star Wars like memories and yeah. childhood yeah. reflection. We could. All right, so this week we are doing a reflection series. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Seriously, though, let us know what your favorite Star Wars memory is, maybe just growing up or, I mean, by yourself. I mean, if you were an only child, I mean, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But also, if you had a brother or sister and y'all like to... Yeah, or friends and you reenacted some Star Wars stuff, let us know what that is. I mean... I think about that stuff quite often, honestly. I kind of miss those days. Yeah, I wish I could go back. Or maybe we should... uh... (laughs) Reenact it at our age right now. (laughs) Whip out them lightsabers again and get to hacking at each other. (laughs) I mean, we could, but these new lightsabers, plastic lightsabers they make, are not as sturdy. No, I don't think the knuckle paint is as bad. Well... But you have one of the originals I right do. there. That's the only original Is it? Keller brother beating each other, leaving flesh wounds on <laughs> each other, lightsaber that is left. Maybe wow. we should show that to the camera next week. We should show how beat up it yeah. is. <laughs> okay, we just went down deep into a <laughs> rabbit hole there just talking about our memories, but that was mm-hmm. a good one. So let us know what your favorite Star Wars memory is. So let's get into it. We got a lot to do this week, a lot to cover. And the first thing that we're going to focus on is just this week in the galaxy far, far away. A lot of stuff going on in Star Wars as we're building up to The Mandalorian Season 2. I mean, that's what we're doing here. We're trying to hype you up for that by doing this rewatch series. So we're getting a little tidbits each and every single week. Not much this week as far as The Mandalorian goes, but a big thing for Star Wars gamers out there. Star Wars Squadrons is available to play on October 2nd, which that is the day that this podcast episode is released. So hopefully as you're listening to this, maybe you've had an opportunity to check that game out. Now, unfortunately... I will not be able to check that game out. <laughs> we are right. going kind of into the woods, camping a little bit, yep. getting away from things. Me, Taking a little break. You, Nolan will be there. I mean, all of Mando Talk, basically. Yeah. It's like a Mando Talk getaway. <laughs> yeah. So I won't have a chance to play Squadrons. We were, me and Jacob, before we started recording and watching Chapter 4 and Chapter 5, we looked at some initial reviews. I think the one that stuck out to me was... I know what you're talking no, about. No, 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 I'm being positive here. Oh, okay. The one that stuck out <laughs> to me was it's as good and as hard as you could imagine flying an X-Wing would be. I think that's what the headline said. Yeah. That's really... In- I mean, that makes me want to get it. Just that headline, and I didn't really click it. I thought that was interesting reading that. Yeah, and I didn't really go into deep into it and read what it had to say, but it makes it sound like it's really fun. Yeah, and the price tag for it again because it's cheaper than most games. Mm -hmm. I I don't see why I wouldn't get it. I believe it's going for forty dollars. Okay, that's American money there. I know we have a couple of UK listeners, so I don't know what it is over there, but. Or if the release time is the same. Because I know they get things different sometimes. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes before us or after. But anyway, Star Wars Squadrons. Are you going to play it? Yeah, I would love to. So, okay. 
I guess the expectation is that I get it, and then when everyone comes over on podcast <laughs> nights, we all play it. Something right? like that. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I, okay, I think we should do some form of just social media kind of thing with Star Wars Squadron. I think that'd be pretty cool. Even if it was just like a live stream on YouTube of us playing it, or maybe just like a quick little video of us playing it to yeah. put on our socials. I think that'd be fun. Don't you? It would, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. Okay. You get to see our dirty sides where we're just <laughs> yelling at each other. Our, uh, competitive sides? Yeah, throwing things in here. No, but for Just real. like beating each other up with lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, for real. Let us know what you think of Star Wars Squadrons, and that way maybe you should persuade us even more to go and get that game, and maybe we can check it out before next week's episode. So are you going to get it? Well, I think eventually at some point I will. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, Well, I know we talked on here about somehow playing it for the podcast, but, you know, we could do some other thing like a YouTube video. Yeah. I don't know if we could... Okay, to be honest, I used to be a really big gamer, yeah. but now that life has kind of just started no, getting you, busier... No, you weren't a big gamer. Okay, true, true. I know true, people true. who are much more... Very true. Okay, <laughs> mentally I thought that I was, until yeah. I realized what really being a gamer yeah. meant. But now it's even less. Like, I don't remember the last time I played a video game. Yeah. I think it might have been May, June. Wow. So, I, but because it says Star Wars, I'll buy it. For Even sure. if I don't finish the game, sure. I'm still going to buy it to, just to check it out. Yeah. So You know what I want? You know what would really get me into gaming is um, some kind of Star Wars game like Skyrim. Okay, I've never played Skyrim. You haven't? Never, but I've it's, heard a lot you know, of great things about it. Yeah, it's a, uh, what do you, I don't think, is it RPG? Possibly, I don't know, I, don't know. I haven't it's, seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what those terms mean, but it's like. Yeah, this is another shows you how little podcast. I know. <laughs> um, it's like a whole world, you know, it's huge, and you can okay, go open do world. whatever you want. Open you know? world. Yeah. So it's like Red Dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so, okay, let me share. That's what Skyrim is. Let me share with you my Star Wars video game dream. Okay. An open world Red Dead version, but you're a bounty hunter. Huh. Going throughout the galaxy, bouncing from planet to planet to planet. Or see, how about this? How about something like that? But you can choose whether you want to be a bounty hunter, Mm. a Jedi, a Sith. See, that's just too good for it to even happen, you know? I, I don't well, it needs to happen. <laughs> Agree. I cannot disagree. That would get me into gaming. Let us know what you think of Star Wars Squadrons, and let us know what your dream Star Wars video game is. Reach out to us. Comment on the YouTube video. Get at us on social media. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Okay, next kind of thing going on in the galaxy far, far away. We've got a new Mandalorian Season 2 poster and i'm gonna pull that up real quick just so it helps us kind of discuss it uh not a lot kind of is given to us as far as oh this is gonna be like a plot detail or anything nothing like that to where usually when you look at your movie posters you're like oh that's interesting uh why does finn have that lightsaber uh why are ray's staff and kylo's lightsaber Touching each other. I mean, I remember when The Force Awakens came out, I dissected that poster so much. There isn't really much. I can see why. <laughs> yeah. There There's is a, a lot in it. 
for sure looking at it right now. Yeah. Okay, but there isn't much going on with this Mandalorian poster. Um it, uh, we were however, talking, yeah, go ahead. We were talking there isn't really much new content in this poster, but it is still, you know, like more um more visuals for what we can expect to see yeah. um in the season. But you know, nothing new, nothing that really hints at um expounding more on what we could see, but you know, it just reveals a little more of a certain scene. So why don't we describe the scene, I guess? <laughs> what scene? What do you mean? In the poster. Oh, in the poster. Okay, yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay. So, see, I had two kind of different things when I saw the poster initially. Because oh, yeah, he's yeah. on the speeder. Mm-hmm. And when I see him on the speeder, I'm like, okay, he's on Tatooine. But because everything's so blue, like, is it just putting him on the speeder and then putting Moncala or that ocean planet as just the background? Yeah. So, I don't even know if this is actually a real scene. But just two scenes pieced together to look sick. <laughs> hmm. See what I'm saying? Could be. Or is it like Tatooine as as the twin suns are setting and so it kind of looks bluey? Yeah, because <laughs> light does that. Yeah. At uh, Nightfall. Who knows, man? I mean, again, we're, um, we're trying to dissect literally speeders, Mando on a speeder. Do speeders <laughs> fly over water? Have we ever seen that? I don't know if we've ever seen it, but I don't see why it would, why they wouldn't. They fly over, they hover. Let's not say fly. Yeah. They hover they over hover. land. <laughs> so I don't see why they couldn't hover over water. Well, <laughs> you know, we know so much about how those speeders hover. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, Star Wars University, you know, I, I majored in hovercraft in the galaxy far yeah. away. <laughs> well, I uh, I majored in um anti-gravity propulsion systems. <laughs> okay. So, I know a lot about okay, how this nice. stuff works. Okay, nice. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Other than that though, I mean, you got the child baby Yoda hanging out at the back of the speeder just yeah. kind of looking very cute like as always. Yeah. But other than that, no, like, big details like, oh, here comes this in season two. Right. It's just, again, something else that they're pumping out to right, keep right, people Right, right, right. Let's put it interested. this way. There's no spoilers in the poster. That's Abs- a good way to put it. Absolutely not. Like, not even close. But it's pretty, and it's really cool. It is. It'd be a cool poster to have in studio. Oh, yeah. Very, very oh, nice yeah. to look at. Okay. Those were the two things that we got this week in... The galaxy far, far away. So now we are going to dive deep into season one of The Mandalorian by continuing our rewatch series. And again, we have two chapters to hit tonight. We've got chapter four, Sanctuary. We're going to do that one first. Then we have chapter five, The Gunslinger. Now, we're picking up with chapter four. (laughs) Again, I said this at the top. Chapter four, underrated. I enjoy every single second in this episode. Like, there's not one second where I'm like, oh, man, just, like, hurry up or anything like that, you know? Sometimes with TV shows, you're like, okay, yeah, give me, like, the big things. Like, let's go. Yeah. I just enjoyed being on the planet of Sorgan, and Mando is 
flying through space. He's trying to find a safe place to go after everything's gone down with the guild. He stumbles upon Sorgan. And my question for us now, because again, with this rewatch series, we are trying to connect everything that we see to season two somehow or seasons beyond. Do you, Jacob, think that we are going to see Sorgan again? And I have a really interesting thought to pass to you if you want me to go ahead and share while you're collecting your thoughts. Well, first, let okay. me say, okay, I'm really glad that someone feels the same way about Chapter 4 as I do. Nice. Because I've always loved Chapel, Chapter 4. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't sure, you know, you know, we got Chapter 4 through 6, I think, have been seen as like the interlude between the big climax Correct. parts. No doubt. Um, but you know, like I love this chapter four. Yeah, and it's good to good to hear someone else who agrees with that. Absolutely, that. absolutely. So, question here. Yeah. So, what's your question? <laughs> <laughs> My question was, do you think we're gonna see Sorgan again, the planet? And we don't have to like dive deeper into like things that we see in this chapter, but just like on the surface, do you think we'll see it again? And I have a really interesting idea. Okay. Um. I don't think so. Okay. And I think the only reason that we would is if it showed up at the very end of the series and Mando went back because he remembered um, Omera. And, you know. Okay. That's the only way that I could okay. see. So, right on cue, brother connection here. I think that if we do see Sorgan again... Here's my take on it. It's a little bit different from your take, though. I don't think that Mando would go back for Omira. I think he would simply go back to allow the child to stay there. Because the child was so happy. Oh, yeah. And the child wanted to stay there. I think that it would be really cool if the show went full circle and the child ends up his story ends there on Sorgan. Now, when we see mm. more in the next season two, three, and now we even know four because Giancarlo Esposito in a recent interview kind of gave that away, we might see new planets that I'm like, okay, the child connects more with that or mm -hmm. connects more with them. But right now on the surface, just seeing what we've seen so far from one season, It'd be really cool, I feel like, if that was the child's final kind of place because mm. he was so happy. Interesting. Okay. I mean, and I know that's not as epic as, like, oh, Baby Yoda's with Ahsoka or Baby Yoda's <laughs> with Ray somehow, and they're going to be the next Jedi <laughs> passing on to the next generation. Right. I know that's not as big as that, uh, but it's simple, and sometimes simple's the more, uh, I'm getting emotional here, the more um, <laughs> <laughs> sentimental ending, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Do you think we're going to see Sorg again? I loved that planet. I love being on that planet. I love all the green. Again, mm -hmm. I'm a kind of outdoorsy guy. I like being out in nature. So planets like that, I'm like, yeah, I could live there. Yeah, Let me build me a little too. cabin. Me too. I mean, man. as long as these dogs don't come into my backyard shooting <laughs> <Yeah>. things. <laughs> the uh, Kryptonians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so... Well, what I loved about it was, you know, again, seeing, like, the way that other normal people live in the Star Wars galaxy. Right. And I keep going back to that, you know, I talked about that um, with Chapter 2 about the Jawas. And, you know, I just love seeing more of that in Star Wars. Yeah, I do too. And also, when we get introduced to... um, Cara Dune. Okay, perfect segment. Per- yeah. Perfect segue. That's awesome. That awesome character. Yeah. Awesome acting. Yeah. Um. I the biggest thing that I just took away from seeing them kind of battle when they first meet. I thought it. I mean, they they are very much equal in fighting ability. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> when one pulls one move, the other does the same thing. Oh yeah. And, I mean, it literally comes down to the very end. They pull their blasters right at the same time. Uh-huh. And literally, the only thing that kind of settles the situation, settles the situation. <laughs> is the child sipping on the little cup that has become what something. What y'all doing there? That has <laughs> blown up. Like, I see that yeah. gif, that gif or jif or however you say it or meme. Mm-hmm. I've seen that, and we have it in a bobblehead literally right there on the table. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen that everywhere. I want that as a t-shirt. Okay. I want that hmm. as a t-shirt. But yeah, anyway. Somebody's I mean, out there done that. Probably. But I think that Cara Dune, perfect introduction, and I cannot wait to see her some more in season two. Yeah, me too. And I want to see her beyond season two. That's how much I'm interested and invested in this character. Me too. Me too. But I guess we'll have to see. Maybe, hopefully, she survives season two. I don't know. Oh, we'll don't see. say that. Don't I, say something I get, like that. I literally get nervous about every character except Mando and the child, just because yeah. I feel like those are the only two for certains. Yeah. And Moff Gideon at this point, because Giancarlo Esposito keeps talking about other seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the big bad, I guess, going throughout this thing. All right, so the next key, sorry, the next key character that we are introduced to is kind of you teased up earlier, Omira. So you said that you do think that we could see Mando go back for her. Right. So is this if, a relationship that you're invested in? There. Is this a relationship that you're fully invested in or that you think's going to continue? I don't think it's me. I think it's it's a relationship that Mando really wanted to be invested in, but True. he couldn't. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that... Okay, if if I was to just say to you right now, is Mando, or is Din Djarin endgame end with Omira? Yes or no? Probably not. Okay. Sorry, Omira, you lost out on this week's, <laughs> or this uh, season of The Bachelor. <laughs> Listen, I I really enjoyed the character of Omira. I loved the fact that she was ready to go in battle, and there yeah. is way more about this character that we do not know. Ooh, you know what? Um, You said something about this. Okay. Um, You said something about how that was a quick fall. Right. Yeah. And um, I just thought just now, you know, like something about her brings that out of Din where, you know, instead of having to be a fighter and tough, 
he, you know, it's noticeable, like, his tone softens up, and he's, like, saying thank you all the time. <laughs> yeah, and now I also noticed, too, though, because I think I made that comment, like, a little bit early in the episode. I noticed at the beginning of the chapter, Din Djarin says to the child, this will be a good place to lay low for a few months. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end of the episode, when... Din Djarin is talking to Kara and they're kind of reflecting. He's like, well, we've been just kind of hanging out here for a few weeks after the Clatonians have been wiped out. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he was there for a good couple of months, a few months. So, thinking back to when I made that comment, I think it's possible to fall for somebody in two or three months, no doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, that's just something kind of hard to separate the two because... We're seeing a chapter, we're seeing their relationship transpire in 30 minutes. Yeah. But we have to kind of just think to ourselves, they've set up that it's possible that a few months have gone by. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, yeah. I mean, I would love to see Omira again just to get to know her background a little bit more. Yes, yes. So, yeah. Maybe. Because and I don't even need it connected as far as them having a relationship. I just kind of want to see some more of her. I thought she was really cool. Yeah, me too. Were you going to add anything to that? It just really makes you wonder how she's such a good shooter, you know? Very true. Was she a soldier? You know, where was she at? I don't know. Was she a deserter? And was she like a stormtrooper or something? That's a very but interesting thought. Would she be able to be able to shoot that good if she was a stormtrooper? <laughs> Fair point. No, okay, we know they're not good. Hey, you know the reason why they're not good, sh- good aim mm-hmm. in a New Hope, especially, is because they were ordered not to shoot to kill. Do you know that? Really? Yeah. Is this fact? I'm pretty sure. Where did you hear this fact? Um, I can't or remember. see this fact. Well, I'm <laughs> going to need to see the evidence. I cannot pull up the sources <laughs> and the 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 links. I need you, to see but... the evidence for that, man. Okay. Well, it's just like um the reason why they let the Millennium Falcon go is because they put a tracking device on it. Yeah, cuz they were wanting that's to find why, Luke. Yeah, that's why Moff um Tarkin was like I'm taking an awful risk for for this Vader. This is better work. Oh, you, you were talking. That? Oh, you were. I thought you were talking about Empire for some reason. How they tracked Han and them down when they went to Bespin. But you're talking about trying to find the Rebel base. Yeah, I in a you. New Hope. I got you. Yeah, and that's why we associate stormtroopers as having bad aim. Uh, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll believe it when you show it to me, man. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's keep going in this kind of rewatch of Chapter 4. We're digging deep, having some fun with it. The next kind of big thing that happens in this episode that, again, I think we're going to continue to get more answers and more details about is Din's past as a Mandalorian. And oh, yeah. he makes the comment that he hasn't taken his helmet off in front of someone since he was a kid. And the kids that he points to... I mean, I would say they're no more than 10, yeah. 10 years old, 10, 12. max. Oh, you think possibly 12? I mean, still, regardless. I'm not really good at telling Me either. the kid's age. Me either. Regardless, though, he has been in that helmet in front of people for a really long time. Yeah. And, again, we keep talking. I think with every single one of these rewatch series, we keep bringing up 
how Mandalorian culture is something that we want, we need, and we desperately crave. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we're getting more of it, okay? I promise. <laughs> we're getting more of it. We're going to get it in season two. We're going to get it in season three and four. And until they keep running this show, we're going to keep getting it. Because that's how much people want it. Oh, yeah. Give us what we want. Okay. <laughs> let's keep going. We got Din and Kara. They, okay, so they ended up successfully kind of defeating the ATST and the Clatoonians. A nice little battle goes down. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I like the old school vibe to it with the pointy little sticks. Yeah. <laughs> setting up traps. Yeah, yeah. I get some like. And the ATST. Yeah. Yeah. I get some like King Kong slash King Kong. Godzilla slash uh. Jurassic Park vibes whenever that ATST is going through there <laughs> with the red eyes. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's kind of what I thought of. So, yeah, I mean, it was a really interesting battle that I enjoyed from start to finish. Now, they successfully complete the mission, and Din is like, I'm going to leave the child here. This is where he wants to be. But, of course, things don't work out perfectly. This is like a series of unfortunate events in Star Wars. That's what the Mandalorian is, basically. <laughs> the child, we literally see a snipe scope in between his eyes, which makes your heart stop every single time, even oh, yeah, though you yeah, know yeah. what's going to happen. Um, first time watching this episode, first time uh -huh. when it, you know, first came out. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that scared me. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> it's a scary visual. But Cara Dune ends up killing this guy, and this causes Din to pack up, and the child's got to come with me. Yeah. And the episode closes with Baby Yoda's sad little face as he sees his buddies go away. Yeah. So sad. But, again, from start to finish, chapter four, beautiful. It is. Very beautiful it and reads, touching story. It reads like a book, you know. This episode does. It reads like a book. I agree. Um, you know, and uh, how do we put our finger on it? Why we like it so much. Um, well, <laughs> it is one... Okay, so chapters one through three is action, action, action. Yes. And yes. we're just seeing, like, Mando doing... It, it. It's not gut reaction, but just doing things quickly. Yeah. Like, with no, like, buildup of character development or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, but with chapter four... Chapter four is a lot of dialogue. Right. It's dialogue with really good characters. Yeah, and I felt like chapter four is the first episode in season one of The Mandalorian that we get Mando becoming like a brother-slash-father figure for the child. Yeah, for sure. And that's what makes me enjoy the episode so much. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Those I think those that puts my feelings on chapter four with a pin on it. Mm hmm And to add on to that, the way that Mando, you know, he's like a a leader in this episode. Yeah. Uh usually we see him just watching out for himself, um, and for baby Yoda. Right. But in this episode we see him like lead a whole village of people. In a fight. Yeah. <laughs> and he inspires them. Mm -hmm. And they want him to stay because they insp he inspired yeah. them so much. 
And he wanted to stay. You better believe it. He did. He did. Now. So what can we take away from this and, you know, connect this to season two? Well, I think that, you know, the things that we pointed out as far as, first of all, Din Djarin being that figure for the child is going to be present. That, again, yeah. I think this chapter establishes. I think this is the first one that lays that groundwork. And then I think, or for me, I want to see more Din and Kara running missions together. Absolutely. Like, like they did in this one. <laughs> so those are my two big things that I expect to see in season two continue from chapter four. So, yeah. Yeah, right on. Right on. Me too. Now, we're going to keep this going. This is a double feature. Chapter five, the gunslinger. Not as great for me personally. Now, we visit Tatooine, which is literally <laughs> Star Wars place. Like, yeah. when you think of Star yeah. Wars, Tatooine's the first planet that probably comes to everybody's mind. But for me, I guess just... I don't know. Like, when I think of Tatooine, I guess I'll probably just overhype it, and I'm like, this is about to be the best episode ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I felt like, and it's more so not necessarily like the story, but it's just, I don't know, the character of Toro, I, I just can't I think like, that's dig. it. I think that's why you don't like this episode probably. as much. Because I posed the question to him if he would find Toro as annoying <laughs> if he ended up being the guy who, you know, stayed true and helped Mando out. Right. And you said that you wouldn't think that he was as annoying. As annoying. Correct. Right. And I can see, I agree with that. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's his, uh, his, uh, trying to be cocky demeanor it, yeah his demeanor and all of that but all of that would have turned out okay and actually have been you know integral to us liking his character i think yeah if he had been a good guy in the end who actually helped mando out in a bad situation i tend to agree with that now that's what i think now i do think that we've collected a, a really solid list here of important things to take away from this chapter. Uh, for me, I completely forgot about the opening of this episode where the Razor Crest is being attacked f by a guild member. And that is what forces Din Djarin to have to go to Tatooine. Uh, for some reason, I completely forgot about that. I knew that he had to go there for repairs, yeah. but I didn't really know why. And the pilot the guild member says i can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold yeah and so that made me think is that like a guild member line but then after din Djarin kills him he's like that's my line that's my line there you go that's better <laughs> um so yeah like how did he know that that's his line or is it a guild member code or saying or what like i don't know what do you think? I think it's his line. Okay, and you think it was just something kind of cool dialogue to do, and that's why I was in there. I'm reading too much into it. <laughs> probably. That's probably the I, case. It's either something that the other guy thought to say on the fly, or it's something that he knew, 
Mando said, and yeah. was like, oh, I'm about to take you down. <laughs> True, they probably knew each other, and that's yeah. how he knew the line. Yeah. Now, he goes to Tatooine, and I really love this character, Pelimoto, the woman, I guess, uh, ship crew, or I, I don't really know her title. She's a mechanic. There you go, mechanic. Thank you for <laughs> helping me out. I'm stumbling yeah. over words here on this late, late evening. Um, but I really love this character, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. We know that we're going to Tatooine in season two. For me, I think it would be awesome to see her again, even if it's just for like five seconds. Yeah. And it's Mando just like gives her a salute or something, <laughs> and we're like, yeah, they they're cool with each other because of what went down. We go back to Tatooine. Do you think we'll see her? I think so. Okay. I would hope so. I would hope so too. Because I would hope that they would exploit, you know, the connection that Mando already has to Tatooine. Yeah, and and I think that's the beautiful thing about this being a series is we can just build off of these relationships that he's continued to develop. Right. And I think this is one of the great ones that we got from season one that I would love to see some more of, even if it's not long. Because, again, I expect a lot of important things to go down when we see Tatooine mm-hmm. in season two. Mm-hmm. So I know we don't have a lot of time to hang out with Pelimoto, but let's at least see something. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so he, and then this is where we we meet this dude, Toro Calican, inside the Mos Eisley Cantina. Must be a Monday morning. There is nobody there. Yeah. There's no longer a dude running, or the bartender, or whatever, cantina tender, whatever you want to call it in Star Wars. It's not a human bartender. Yeah. It's, it's a robot. It's a robot, which is really interesting because, again, yeah. in season or in episode four, no droids were allowed in there. Mm-hmm. And I really, I think that in our first review of chapter five, I think we really dove deep into that. I think we dove deep into the idea that, like, Empire and what they did with droids and how droids were treated during all of that Mm -hmm. and how that might affect what's going on here. But we're not going to do that tonight. (laughs) We're not. (laughs) No. no. I was ready to get all into it. We're going to do like, that would be like 20 minutes. Yeah. So go back. Here's a plug. Go back and watch our original Chapter 5 review (laughs) and you can hear Jacob kind of explore that idea. You know, it's probably so much more (laughs) awkward than this is. So just a year ago. I mean, they can see our growth though, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, regardless, it it's still interesting to me. And it was interesting then when we saw it the first time. It's interesting to me again now that we've seen it a second, third, or however many times it's been now. Yeah. Every time I see it, it it's it's just weird because for some reason as a kid, that line stuck with me. I don't I don't know why, but when I saw a new hope, like Every time that moment came up when he was like, hey, there's no droids allowed in here. I don't know. Like, I always remembered that part from that movie. Mm-hmm. And so it's really weird to me. And it's just, it startles me when I see a droid running the show in there. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I again, it just blows me away. Especially when the droid is being, like, really blunt and <laughs> doesn't have any... Well, that bartender was really blunt, too. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> now, immediate kind of why I don't like Toro Calican, 
He's sitting in Han Solo's booth trying to look like Han Solo. Yeah. And he's just not Han Solo, man. Do you think that means that he knows who Han Solo is? That's an interesting question. I, I would hope so. I mean, it's five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I would I would think so. Do you think that that was Han Solo's spot and everyone in Mos Eisley knew <laughs> that that's where he sat? Yeah, there should be and a plaque there that says that he... Han shot first <laughs> or Greedo yeah. shot first, whichever side you're on. Yeah. I, I, it, I, I'm not one of those that gets upset about that. So whichever side you're on, they're put a plaque there on that table. Han slash Greedo shot first. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think that he's trying to emulate that uh that legend that he knows sat there at one time? I think that's a possibility. Yeah. I think that's very much a possibility. <laughs> to be honest, I don't like Toro Calican. But if I was in that position and I knew that was Han Solo's booth. I would probably try to be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? It's the <laughs> ship that made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. You know, I'd be acting like it. Yeah. I'd be sitting over there, you know, doing lines. Or, but anyway. <laughs> uh, this should be an easy bounty. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it's just, again, first impression for me with Toro in that cantina wasn't great. But again, <laughs> you know, I... Th- I still think that we our opinion of him would change. Well, would be different if he turned out being, you know, well, a good guy. I still feel like the first time I saw it when I didn't know that he was going to turn out a bad guy, I still feel like that rubbed off wrong. I don't know why. I don't think it did for me. I think it did for me. Now, regardless, <laughs> okay, let's move past this. Let's move is past it. it. <laughs> oh, it's cuz you love Han Solo True. so much. I mean, he is my favorite. They are going after Fennec Shand, an incredible assassin. That's what we get from word of mouth, at least. And she proves that later in the episode. Now, before we get there, though, Mando and Toro are on their way to find her. Really cool part when he negotiates with the Tusken Raiders with the sign language. So, we know we're going back to Tatooine. You think Mm -hmm. we'll see more of that in Season 2? More uh, Mando communicating with Tuscans. Um, you know, (laughs) that really depends. I had a really like interesting thought when I was watching it. I was like, I was thinking it would be really cool to see Mando do a mission with the Tuscan Raiders, (laughs) and they just (laughs) rampage something like crazy. Yeah, (laughs) that would be really cool to me. (laughs) I I think that would be the (laughs) only situation where. Tuskins would be heavily involved. I think it's just one of those cool tidbit things that Filoni saw as an opportunity, and he he did it just for fun. Yeah. But you made an interesting point while we were watching it. Um, When we see Tusken Raiders, we never really thought that they were any way okay with communicating with people outside of themselves. Right. So... It's again. It's one of those startling moments. It's weird just seeing Tuscan Raiders it makes communicating. You think, it makes you think that they're more, um, they're civil? more civil. Yeah, <laughs> they're more humane than we've always thought they were. Right. Because you know, think about. Okay, can I go on like a tangent right here? Sure, man. Okay, so let's Mando go from, tangent talk. Let's go let's from go. the beginning. You know, when the Tusken Raiders attack the uh, pod racers, right? 
Correct. Maybe they're doing that because they think that's their land, and they don't like these loud machines that are tearing through their land, right? Can you blame them if that's the case? <laughs> right. Um. So then, uh, episode three, and you know, um, the moisture farmers. Again, maybe they think that's their land, and that those people are setting up houses, mm-hmm. setting up. Setting up on their land. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, one of my things that, or one of the things that sticks out the most to me for Tuscan Raiders is them taking Anakin Shmi. Yeah. And then Anakin just like wiping them all out. Yeah. Now, and here we go, we're getting way into a tangent. <laughs> but Anakin doing that in Attack of the Clones, I mean, that's like your f- very first, like, man, that is Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Just shredding mm-hmm. women, the children, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, Tusken Raiders, it's just weird. It's weird seeing them in a way that it's possible for them to be civil. Mm-hmm. Because... It, any everywhere in the Skywalker saga, we see them. Yeah, they're wrecking havoc. So yeah. yeah. Any other additional thoughts you want to throw maybe out there? Maybe it's just because about the, Tuskins. Maybe it's just because they feel like they've been rejected the chance to be civil. Yeah. In those other instances, I think that's a hundred percent fair, and honestly, that's a really deep and interesting thought. Yeah. <laughs> that I think we probably just kind of have to step back and again consider. It's like that thing where Adam Driver said it in an interview whenever he was hyping up the sequels. Kylo Ren thinks he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But it's just hard for us as, oh, yeah. it's hard so for did, us uh, as viewers to step back yeah. and see that even though they're being portrayed as villains, they may or may not be doing the right thing depending on the situation, you know? Yeah. So with Tusken Raiders, even though it seems like they're just blowing up <laughs> pod racers for fun, yeah. they might be thinking that this is my place. Y'all are just thinking that you can do whatever you want. Please get off my property. <laughs> <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> there you go. Get off my sand dunes. Now, let's move along from this Tusken Raider <laughs> No, but you're detail. right. I mean, like, <laughs> that's a recurring theme, you know, because uh, people in the Empire thought that they were doing right. Correct. And um, Grand Moff Tarkin thought that he was doing right. Correct. So. Tuscan Raiders, you know. they do no wrong. You heard it here first. <laughs> They're perfect. Everything that they do, just, just back off of them, okay? So my <laughs> final point with that is, you All know... Right. <laughs> Going back to how I said that, you know, I really love seeing the way that other people live and, Mm -hmm. you know, the way other people believe, I guess, in Star Wars, aside from the main characters, you know, normal people. That's another reason why I thought that scene was so cool is because we saw more background into Tusken Raider life. No, that's fair. You know, like civil interactions yeah, I don't social disagree. interactions I do not disagree whatsoever now the rest of chapter 2 or sorry chapter 2 jeez chapter <laughs> 5 
Chapter five. Well, I nodded my head. At that. <laughs> so. Yeah, that shows you how you know. Look, man, we're ready. We're positive. We're good. We're <laughs> we're hyped. We're amped. Let's go. I haven't said anything wrong yet. <laughs> no, yet. <laughs> okay, Mando and Toro. They capture Finnick. Finnick informs Toro of Mando's value. Toro kills Finnick to set his target on Mando, and then Mando kills Toro. I mean, it was just like back to back to back to back to back. Stuff goes down. Now, I put this word kills in quotations. Is Finnick dead? Yeah. Okay, I think so too. But there's some people out there that think like there's a possibility that she's actually still alive because, and let's go ahead and get to our final point here, with that ending, we got those spurs approaching the quote, dead Finnick. Is it possible for that individual... And we'll talk more about who we possibly think that individual is in a second. Is it possible for that individual to be rescuing or saving Finnick? Or is it just an individual observing a situation that just happened? I think he's he or she is just observing what happened. And it's just a tease for who that character could possibly be. Yeah. Now, let's talk about who that character could possibly be. We got those spurs. Immediate reaction Boba Fett Mm -hmm. and we know with season two we're going back to Tatooine I would be stunned and shocked if we number one don't get an answer as to who that was and number two if it wasn't either Boba Fett or somebody in Boba Fett's armor your thoughts I think you're right Thank I mean, you. I agree. <laughs> I don't know who else it could be. Yeah, now, we could run through the options here. I think it's either Boba Fett is probably number one. He survived the Sarlacc pit somehow. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's wearing, like, a cape. Correct. So that would be, you know, maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Now, he did use a cape. He did wear a cape, but it wasn't it that was- length. Yeah. It was like maybe waist length. Yeah, 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 yeah. Max. Yeah. It did not go down to his shin. Yeah. So it's either Boba Fett. It could be Cobb Vanth, that character that we've kind of talked about as a possibility in season two. He's a sheriff in Tatooine just wearing Boba Fett's armor that he found that he bought from Jawas. And then the third option is Moff Gideon. Mm -hmm. Moff Gideon was tracking down I guess I'm okay so and another thing that you pointed out this individual doesn't have a tracking fob but this individual does have some device it's kind of making a whirring noise Mm -hmm. that's tracking Finnick I would assume but it's not a guild tracking fob nope so that wouldn't that to me that eliminates Moff Gideon Unless he's just using different tech. Well, I was wondering... (sighs) This is speculation time. Speculate, speculate. (laughs) I was wondering, if it is Moth, then, you know, I was wondering if he's got, like, a contractual agreement with Finnick for some reason. Mm. And, but then I was wondering also, how would that connect to Mando and the child? Right. 
I don't know, man. I don't know how to I, answer that. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for the Tatooine episode in season two. Solely because I really hope that we get an answer to this. Yeah. And I think so far through our rewatch series, some of the things I feel like maybe we stretch a little bit to try to connect it as much as possible. Yeah. But I I really truly believe that that final scene here in chapter five is a direct setup for season two. I I don't for me I don't have any question about that currently. Hmm. So, right after the halfway point for the season. Right. And so far in our season one rewatch of The Mandalorian, I think this point right here, that teaser, is definitely getting followed up in season two when we go back. We hope so. So, final <laughs> closing thoughts on chapter five, The Gunslinger. They, there's definitely some negatives for me, just because Toro... Yeah. And for me, again, and it, I'm trying to take take myself away from the character of Toro. I feel like sometimes, like the acting by that Toro's actor was sometimes a little questionable. But again, I'm not a film or TV critic. I don't really care about all that stuff. I mean, and people and us as kids, I think we said it just because that's what grown ups said. Hayden Christensen in Attack of the Clones, people roasted. But I think we just kind of agreed with it as kids because that's what all the adults were saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about that stuff, though, honestly. Like, I can look past it as long as the story's good. Mm-hmm. But again, a lot of stuff in this chapter, I think we're going to get some connections to in Season 2, so that, that leaves me excited. Your final closing thoughts on Chapter 5. Well, what do you you think we're gonna see? <laughs> what do you mean, it man? Right back around to you. <laughs> I just I just gave you that answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, we're gonna see a continuation of that final scene, and I do think we're gonna get a tip of the cap to Pelimoto. Yeah. And I do think we're gonna get. Tuscan Raiders somehow. I mean, oh, we did see okay. Tuscan Raiders in the trailer. I was, that's the one that I was gonna say. <laughs> so, okay, that's the any one I of was your definitely gonna any say. of your just closing general thoughts on your thoughts on chapter three hopefully, or sorry, chapter five. Jeez. <laughs> hopefully we see you know. Hopefully we see that that mystery character is Boba Fett. Agreed. Because I think that's what I would most like to see. I would too. I, I want it to be Boba Fett at this point. Yeah. Like initially I started out like it doesn't have to be Boba Fett, but at this point I, I really want it to be. Yeah. Listen, it's been really fun. We touched on a bunch of different kind of, or not a bunch, two news things going on in the galaxy far away this week, but they were really cool two things i mean star wars Mm -hmm. squadrons coming out and a new teaser poster for the mandalorian you love to see it a work of art yes absolutely and we got to sit down and we watched chapter four and chapter five together and it was really fun trying to pick those apart again and see exactly what might carry over into season two if you those of you listening if you feel like we missed something in either Chapter 4, Sanctuary, or Chapter 5, The Gunslinger, let us know in the YouTube comments. Reach out to us on social media and let us know there. Now, while I'm talking about social media, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram 
at Mando Talk on all three of those platforms. And also, we've done some updates to our website. So go check out mandotalk.weebly.com. Jacob, thank you for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. I can't wait to, uh, number one, have that little Mando Talk camping outing that we're (laughs) fixing to have. Yeah. It'll be That'll fun. be interesting as always. I hope that I'm prepared for how cold the night's gonna be. Very much so. It's very <laughs> cold in our area currently at night. And when I say very, I mean what, like forties? Yeah. Which is yeah. not very for a lot of people yeah, out there. True. So if you have <laughs> colder weather than that, I'm sorry. It's just cold for us. And you wanna call <laughs> us out for being weaklings? <laughs> Feel we'll free. We'll take it. <laughs> Feel free. Well, we appreciate you listening. We hope that you have a great and blessed week, and as always, we have spoken.